A welcome to the podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is... What One Kiss, Kiss Means Forever! This is the podcast that talks about all of the little intricacies and notes and bouquets of love that you find when you're tasting people you want to date. I don't know. Oh, We're talking about you. wine here. <laughs> I was trying to compare dating with like being on, like doing drinking wine, but I I understood, but it got gross real quick. <laughs> sure did, but you know, not everything's a winner. <laughs> I'm learning. <laughs> anyway, we're talking about your favorite made-for-TV romances, the kinds that you find on Hallmark, Lifetime, Netflix, and well, Netflix. So before we jump into this episode for realsies, uh, we just want to put a little spoiler out there for upcoming episodes because this is, you know, the last episode of June, which means that the next episode is going to be in July, which means Christmas in July. And we've decided to do a theme, (laughs) meaning we picked out. I mean, there, there's a real reason for the ones that we picked out, and we, I won't get into why uh, we picked the ones that we did, but we have picked two Candace Cameron Bure Hallmark Christmas movies, and we're going to do Candace Cameron Bure Goodbye and Good Riddance Christmas <laughs> in July. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. The so final hurrah. Yeah, we'll 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 do ones we felt like talking about, and then she's gone, and we never have to talk about her again. Yeah, all done. So that's that's what's happening. Yep. Soon. That's so. Yeah, that's where we're at. So hope you'll join us for Christmas in July. <laughs> um. Yeah. So for today, we are talking about the movie a perfect pairing which dropped on netflix on may 19th 2022 it is brand new. not an aged one this is a fresh, <laughs> no no fresh it's one it's, fresh pour. Right. uh and this is netflix's little descriptor with a passion for wine and ambition to spare Lola hopes to win over a major client by signing on to work at an Australian farm where she wrangles fluffy sheep, fixes fences, and sets off sparks with a rugged local. And it stars Victoria Justice and Adam Demos. Demos? Demos. I think it's like Australian, like Demos. Demos? (laughs) Demos. Whatever. Whatever. AKA kind of friends with Tyler Hines. They always support <laughs> each other on Instagram. So cute. <laughs> Just get me in that room. Um, anyway, uh, Victoria Justice's Lola loves wine. She aced her sommelier exam on the first try. Suck it, Laura Osnes. Ha. And it's uh, and she's really great at her job as a wine importer. Um, she works for Mythos, who is this big wine importer place. Um, if if her work-life balance is skewed, so be it. Her boss may be a huge dick, and the workplace environment might be highly toxic, but she is a valued player in this game. That is, until her work wife steals her lead in a panic, because Dick Boss promotes fear, and Lola, completely out of fucks to give, 
quits to start her own import label. Lola really wants to represent a female collective of Uruguayan winemakers. It's like, you go, Lola. Uh, but needs a bigger client to offset the startup costs. Since she knows her stolen idea, Vaughn Family Wines from Australia doesn't have a meeting with her old employer for a month, she decides to try and poach them by going to Australia in person to try and get a distribution deal herself. She knows the owner of the company is on vacation, and she's going to essentially ambush her while Hazel, that's the owner's name, is working on her family sheep farm. So upon arriving at this sheep farm in Australia, uh, looking to check into the Airbnb she's rented, Lola runs into Max, played by Adam Demos. Max runs the sheep farm for Hazel and firmly starts to guide Lola away from the main house and towards the guest cottage. But that's when Lola spies Hazel, and she runs to make her pitch. Hazel is essentially not interested in working with a small, no-name startup company. Well, she has a name, but it's a startup company, (laughs) so she doesn't trust it. But she is impressed with Lola's drive and spunk. When Max mentions that the farm has lost a farmhand, Lola jumps in to offer her services in exchange for Hazel hearing her out at the end of this two-week working stint as a farmhand. And Hazel agrees. So Lola is moved to the women's bunkhouse you know, bye-bye, nice cottage, mm-hmm. and meets her bunkmates, Breeze, Sam, and Kylie. She does not endear herself to them, though, as she inadvertently used all of the hot water, doesn't know the first thing about sheep farming or shearing, doesn't have the proper attire for the job, and manages to blow the power with all of her electronics plugged in. So, oopsie. <laughs> Sam and Kylie bet that she won't last the week. So everything continues to go wrong for Lola. She is bad at all the tasks she's given. And given that she's a perfectionist, this is possibly frustrating her more than it is Max. (laughs) It's terrible. And after a particularly bad day where she accidentally sprays Hazel with sheep shit, Lola has had enough. She is never going to be good enough at this to earn enough respect from Hazel to hear her pitch. So she decides she's going to pack up and she hitches a ride with Max. But Max's truck is temperamental and it dies. So she misses her flight home. Convinced to stay, Lola's farm work improves because I'm pretty sure that's just what happens in movies, a la Mulan. Um <laughs> as does her relationships with the other farmhands. Kylie and Sam even lend her some better clothing, and something is happening with Max. When Lola catches him sneaking into the pool at night, which is a no-no since it's Hazel's private pool, she follows and they have a romantic flirty swim in their underwear, or at least Lola's underwear. Yeah. Hazel sees and smiles because Max is secretly dun, 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 her little brother. <laughs> dun, 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 in a twist that no one saw coming. <laughs> Anywho, Hazel has been wanting Max to be more of the wine business. He's got a good palate and he would be such a huge help. And this is Vaughn family wines after all. So Hazel's interested in the family part. But Max is not interested in admitting that he is wealthy, so he keeps his identity on the DL. 
He also keeps it a bit apart from the other hands. So when they all go out and get drunk, Max is the one to bail them out when they start a, when all the farmhands start a bar fight. It's pretty funny. Um, but maybe he can open up to Lola. Max has to do some stuff at the winery and on like the far part of the farm. Basically, they have to go on a trip. And he takes Lola with him. He gets her this like fancy winery tour that they offer with the winemaker. And, and by gets her, I mean he just sets it up because I'm sure he didn't have to pay for it because, you know, he owns it. Um, <laughs> and Lola is impressed that she that he has these kind of connections and this kind of pull. You know, little does she know. <laughs> and they do an overnight in this lean-to thing where they talk and they drink a bottle of the winery's reserve $200 Chardonnay, which, yuck, 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 yuck. <laughs> um, and have, like, essentially a non-date date. And right before bed, when they're being extra flirty, Max tries to come clean about who he is, but Lola cuts him off by eating his face or kissing him i I mean kissing him (laughs) (laughs) although a good unoaked chardonnay can be quite nice but you're right it's not usually my favorite it's too sweet two hundred dollars even on australian dollars no no worth it i agree the next morning max is finally able to tell lola who he is and she is pissed They head back to the farmhouse and find Hazel meeting with um, Lola's former boss and work wife. Oh no, they've shown up, having figured out Lola's game plan, and boss is out to subvert it. Mythos has gone to shit without Lola, so he basically claims Lola as an employee again and says she'll handle the account on the company's behalf. But our girl Lola has a backbone, and while she declines the job in private, like, you know, and it she has integrity, so good good job, Lola. Um, she sticks with her newly formed company, even if that means she doesn't get the contract with Vaughn Family Wines. Lola sadly heads home, but it is not the end of the world. She still has her Uruguayan collective and her contacts that love her. And she even gets her work wife back as, I think her name is Audra, uh, leaves the bad company mythos to work with lola and at a wine festival lola hears that Vaughn family wines has parted ways with mythos you know kale surprise and magically max is at the festival and he gives her their business he's <sighs> finally taken hazel up on running the winery and he knows that lola's company should be their u.s distributor So the new label she created before she left is going to do wonders or, and I guess it is doing wonders because she, she drew it and it's, it's testing well. And so (laughs) they kiss. And since one One kiss kiss means means forever, Max and Lola go to Sam's wedding to her baby mama as a couple. And maybe they'll have a wedding of their own one day, but the logistics of their relationship are bound to be a migraine-inducing problem that we should not think about. (laughs) We'll think about it in the sequel. (laughs) (laughs) The end. The end. Uh, So, you know, this movie was on Netflix, so it's got a quite a bit of a higher 
budget than mm-hmm. what we're normally used to viewing. Um, so there's lots of pretty scenery and whatever. Yeah. And yeah. Good stuff. But that doesn't mean that it's without what the fucks. <laughs> I feel like my what the fucks for this movie are so me. <laughs> So I'm guessing there's a lot of distance and travel and timetable stuff happening. You're not terribly far off. (laughs) I'm so happy to find out. So I'm just going to jump right in. First off, she goes to Australia, apparently, initially, for two days. Which killed me masochism like right there what why what is wrong with you i have been to australia i arrived i made it until about 5 five thirty in the evening before i physically could not keep my eyes open anymore <laughs> like it was just absolutely impossible I did have a moment where I was like, "Where? Like they are not even touching the jet lag here." <laughs> no, no. I my note says, "Why is she not jet lagged?" Right. Like she should be a mess. Yes. When she gets there. Um, my second issue: she booked the Airbnb. Did she get refunded? <laughs> I asked the same thing of myself. I hope she did. <laughs> I assume it was like not cheap because I think she got a whole cottage. Yeah. So there was that that I had issues with. Totally agree. Then she has to move into the bunkhouse and sleep with the other people. Fine. They all seem to like have to get up and out the door before she wakes up. <laughs> Does she get to sleep in compared to everyone else? Like, why Why is that happening? No idea. Maybe it was just so that she can skip breakfast or something, or they didn't want to get her up. But she has breakfast. That's true. And coffee. So that was confusing. And then we find out that she arrived in Australia without a hat or sunscreen. <laughs> this woman is in her 30s. Get your life together. I feel like I would have brought the sunscreen. I'm notorious for getting a hat, but I would have bought one. I I do not believe that she did not somehow stop at a roadside something or like in the airport. No, I just don't believe you. Well, she only wanted to stay for two days. She just expected that she'd be inside the whole time. On a farm? She's stupid. She has a cottage that she paid for that we're not sure she got refunded for. (laughs) no Uh, i i agree with you completely there's i mean we i feel like this should be a hallmark hallmark even though i didn't put it on my on the list of just women packing poorly for business trips (laughs) in foreign spots yeah i mean my other foreign related thing she so we get to like essentially the end of her stay so she's been there about two weeks and she finally sees a kangaroo kangaroos in australia are like squirrels in new york (laughs) you you don't miss them like they're they're by the side of the highway like they're everywhere (laughs) 
I didn't look up to see if this was actually filmed in Australia. I did not do that either. Maybe that would be something to look up because if it <laughs> wasn't, then that would make sense that they could only get the Joey for the day. <laughs> <laughs> but even so, like for her to – for that to be a plot point of like, I haven't seen one before. It's like, no, you, you have. You could just be like, oh, but I like a, a kangaroos or something. Yeah. Like, I, it just didn't need to happen and it was annoying to me. Yeah, I feel that. Speaking of other animal things, I didn't have this on my list of what the fucks, but if we're talking about animals, I think we have to talk about the the Barbara situation, um, which is the sheep puns in general, the sheep puns in general, the fact that she names the sheep and then he's like, it's going to be Sunday dinner. And so she advocates for the sheep and the sheep is not slaughtered. Yay. Then she dresses it up in like a scarf. That's wonderful. Uh, But I was just so uncomfortable with the whole situation because Adam Demas is pretty much like, dude, we're eating this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, well, they didn't eat him because he loves her. He loves her, but now he's got – but then, then she leaves. And so, like (laughs) – Yeah, no, they're stuck with a fucking sheep. I know. He's now committed to not eating. It's very dumb. (laughs) (laughs) And it made me sad. And I also – I'm not sure about how sheep actually, like – like what what ages you out of being shorn? Um, I don't know the quality of your wool, maybe. But there was only one mm. of them, and if it's a sheep farm, I'm sure there are other babras somewhere else. Right? Like, I I don't know. I just I just I don't think it was in the movie at all. But I just decided that Barbara was a mean sheep that like attacked the other ones and <laughs> needed I to be like separated. It. She's a bit of a diva. <laughs> She needs her own trailer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Of like, <laughs> yeah, no, like you can't be with the other ones because you're a bad sheep. So no. Bob you. you. <laughs> I I actually didn't really have too many like super more like what the fuck um moments. She finds this book about Sibylla Vaughn in in the camp um Sibylla Vaughn is like the great great grandmother or something of like Vaughn family wine so Hazel and Max um and I got confused by it because it it looks like it's a published book but it also is like the size of a photo album and I was like who is the market audience for a book like this like I feel like it would have made more sense if it actually was like a photo album but it was not you know, it definitely was not a photo album. It was more like coffee table scrapbook. Yeah, but except printed, like yeah. real. I don't know because also Max says he edited it. Yeah, so Max does everything. Yeah. Jack of all trades, man about town. Uh huh. Maybe he did the research on it. I have no idea. I don't or know. Like, I, I mean, I kind of got that impression that he was. Like, this was, like, a passion project that he, like, figured out. I mean, he apparently is wealthy enough that if he wanted to make it into, like, a coffee table book and just make one copy, maybe he can do that. You raise a good point, my friend. You raise a good point. Um, He probably just did do that, and then I'm over, <laughs> and we're overthinking it. But us overthinking something in one of these movies? It, unless, unless you can also buy copies of it at the winery. <laughs> 
Oh, hey. Yeah. That's I don't know why point. you would want it. Like, it's not about the winery, but yeah, I don't know. True. But maybe now it will be. Maybe yeah. they'll do a second edition wine style. Yeah. My my last, like, what the fuck is really stupid, only because the gentleman who plays Lola's father doesn't uh-huh. look old enough to be her father, in my opinion. Like, I feel like oh, I no. Yeah, I've seen Hallmark couples that look like they have the same age difference. And I was like, I feel really sad about this because I feel like this this young this gentleman is probably like he's handsome enough he should have been like a love interest but he no well it, well I think that's what was also confusing is that he and Hazel looked similar in age to me. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, he looked I don't know 45, maybe 50. Seriously. She was young then I guess when she when they had Which, it, maybe I they think were she 15. says she's in her thirties. Yeah, no. So no. I mean, like, I meant like the mom was young when they when she had her, and yeah. maybe they were fifteen year olds when they had Lola. I guess so. Don't know. I'm ready for some Hallmark Hallmarks. If you sure. are, sure, sure. Uh, my first one is someone goes on a sort of vacation to do work. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have it at the beginning of the movie. She's angling for a promotion. Mm. And quits when she doesn't get it. Yeah. I have her love life is a major topic of conversation for all other adults in her life. (laughs) (laughs) So her dad and her dad's friends just only want to talk about her romantic situation. (laughs) Very strange. Yeah. Um, She is a fish out of water and destroys everything initially. Yeah, American tourist doesn't know how to do people properly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Um, I have hazing turns to besties. (laughs) Ah, I love it. Um, She's an unhealthy relationship to perfectionism slash failure. Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, We have a secret family member. Very good. Um, signature necklace. She is mm. like a tiny little L for Lola. Mm. Mm. Um, swimming in underwear as if it's a bathing suit, which it's not because cotton doesn't work that way. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because she takes off her pants, but she leaves on her shirt, which <laughs> means that for me, she's not wearing a bra, so she can't take off her shirt because then it would just be boobies. <laughs> Um, I have getting a uh, musical star to sing at any point because <laughs> Victoria yeah. Justice is known as a singing yeah. artist. As well. Right, right. You have to you have to do a a song. Yeah. In these things, um, and then there there is the uh, American tourist slash fish out of water person actually secretly knows how to do everything a little better. <laughs> like riding motorbikes, surprising daredevil skills. Oh, uh, and and like, oh, but I can make better coffee than you can. <laughs> you know, like that up. is. I feel like that must be false, though, because I think you've said it. And then I worked with an Australian man who made the best coffee, and he's like, Australians are nuts about their coffee, like more than Americans. I think. 
I don't remember. I don't probably wasn't me who said it, but I don't remember the copy being bad. Certainly. I I don't I don't have strong memories of the coffee. Fair enough. I'll have to travel and find out myself. Uh, We have not finding the right time to tell your truth. Otherwise, part of deception. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, Hard manual labor, but you still look flawless. (laughs) Animal best friend. Oh, that's a good one. We have stargazing. Oh. They always yeah. have to point out Alpha Centauri. You have to. Yeah, yeah you do. You do. Uh, and m- my last one is showing up inexplicably at the event that they didn't know about. <laughs> I had, I had a different angle of that. He makes a really far trip just for her. <laughs> Good job. Well done. Yay! We mind the Hallmark Hallmarks on that mm-hmm. one. Pretty parade. I had just one. Okay. Um, Audra, the work wife person, she her all of her outfits felt kind of 50s inspired, and I really liked her like aesthetic yeah i would agree um i well i'll have one but i'm not counting the chandeliers that i have to talk about sure so there's a pretty chandelier in the main house of vaughn family wines um but i also really liked the logo that she designed i thought it was really pretty um the one for her business or the one for the winery or the the wine label oh her business salute i like the Mm. it was like a cool like wine like spilling upwards yeah. all like the it was neat yeah no I, I i think she was a pretty good artist in this you know yeah cool for sure so um across the universe across the universe i feel like i'm just gonna put unreal here <laughs> um adam demos was in unreal and we know mm-hmm. we keep track of that but he was also in Falling in love, which is another Netflix movie, which is an also another One Kiss Means Forever podcast episode that you should go back and listen to. That is true. And also, it is also about a Californian expat kind of character going to the South Pacific. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember if... Adam Demas does a New Zealand accent in that, or if he just talks the way he does. does. I, I don't remember. I don't remember either. Maybe it's um, to watch. Yeah, but but I was like, oh, they're also Californian. <laughs> they're also, yeah. um, and we we said it in the uh, synopsis, but Lola is better than Laura Osnes from Laura Osnes' wine movie that she. Couldn't pass the summer. Yes. <laughs> Although I kind of feel like, so Lola said that she passed her sommelier test on the first try, but she was 22 when she did it, which means that either she's really good at underage drinking <laughs> or she's a fucking phenom, man. Like, <laughs> that's unheard of. <laughs> at that age, you're like, uh, 
vodka. Yeah. <laughs> Apple pucker, please. <laughs> Gross. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had a couple uh, across my universe specifically. Okay, cool. I'm excited. So. The- I think I know one. Never mind. You might. You might. It's possible. Um, so Adam Demos has a dog named Arlo. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and that's the name of my sister's dog. And yeah. also, in an Australian accent, it's more like, I, I'm, I'm going to butcher this terribly, but it's more like swallowed. So it's more like, Arlo, which sounds a lot like my nephew, who says, Aww. "Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh." <laughs> so I thought that was funny. Aww. And then I had never heard the name Sibylla before. I was reading a Bridgerton book that I finished, and then started watching this movie. The Bridgerton book was about a Sibylla. <laughs> and there was a Sibylla in this movie. <laughs> Synchronicity. I was like, hey. <laughs> I love it. Amazing. Swell. Yeah. New and noteworthy? Um, I thought it was new that uh, Max actually changes his mind pretty quickly about whether or not she is useful or useless. Hmm. Like, he... he he doesn't do like the "Hey, kid! Like you did a good job." I'm surprised. He just kind of goes, "Actually, no. I'm really, I'm really impressed by you." And I'm like, yeah. "Oh, you never really get that ever." <laughs> um, I just thought it was really nice to see a lesbian secondary character who yeah. has a pregnant partner, and they I loved that have a baby. And that was our wedding at the end, which mm-hmm. is wonderful. I I also had that note. Um. <laughs> I also liked that she was not just engaged, but married before. She's divorced. Mm-hmm. I, I learned something from this movie because yeah. I did not know they had human straps to hold them up while they shear sheep all day. <laughs> yes. I, the whole sheep shearing process was <laughs> enlightening to me. I, I even wanted, I even looked up, do sheep like getting shorn? And <laughs> <laughs> and apparently they don't enjoy the process, but they do they like because like they cool, they um, they cool off. I bet. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had one more thing that I thought mm-hmm. was cool. That usually when we have someone who is a musical artist, then they sing in a movie like this, which is yeah, a hallmark hallmark we just mentioned. They tend to sing not in proportion to what's happening on screen. It's like a mm-hmm. chance for them to always sound good. So I will say that this was pretty noteworthy that she, they were singing songs around the campfire. And she was singing in a way that was appropriate for the campfire. She wasn't and, like showing off or anything. And and then she also like in the context of the plot didn't know all the words. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was cute. I agree. I, I'm like, I never know all the words. If, yeah. I, if I don't know the words, I always just say Scooby Snacks, Scooby Snacks. <laughs> it's pretty silly. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. Supporting shout out? Barbara. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Uh, my supporting shout out were the book club because they're my speed and they're my people. <laughs> <laughs> and is he, 
<laughs> her dad's book club was pretty great. <laughs> yeah, they were just, like, yeah, they were too focused on her love life, but they were like, we want the hot gods. Give us the goss. Also, we're like old. <laughs> And they're, like, working out, too. There was, like, one moment. Like, they're like, working out, but also they're, like, but you have the hookup for the wine, though, yeah. also. Yeah. <laughs> so, wine. Hannah, you and I, when we become <laughs> 70, we will be in our prime. <laughs> I'm going to be a really, really great old person. Yeah. I'm re- I'm doing a rewatch of Grace and Frankie so I can watch the last grouping of mm-hmm. – I haven't finished the series, so I'm rewatching mm-hmm. it all so we can all be together. And I'm like, yeah, pretty much that's – I am Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm a good mix of the two. Yeah. Because really, the answer is I'm old Brianna. I was just going to say, like, no, you're Brianna. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I would say I'm more coyote without the drug problem. <laughs> Um, kiss meter. Kiss meter. So we had, I did two kisses. Yes. How many you did? Okay. Well, I did three, but two and three are the same. Okay. So we have the camping kiss. I gave that one an eight. Um, I, while I don't like how she eats his face off and cuts off his sentence when he was trying to say something. I just liked the ambiance. I like okay. that he like scoots her sleeping bag next to his. That was very hot. To save her from the sea sneaks. Yes. I would say that I think it's an eight in my brain because if I was in that situation, that would be an eight kiss. But sure. How about you? I, so I had a lot of trouble with grading these because I kept being like, oh, they should be higher but they disgust me. <laughs> I feel that. I Okay, I understand. Go for so it. So I ended up giving that this a 6.75. Okay. Which I think is pretty generous because, like, I I thought it was great. Like, the, the scooch over was cute and the ambiance. I'm with it. Th- there's so much activity in this kiss. <laughs> That it's like, I shouldn't be here and I shouldn't be watching this. And I, like, this is, this is private time kissing, not movie kissing. (laughs) You know, like, it was just a little like, I like, this is, this is more than I want as a viewer. Like, you do this on your own time. (laughs) I'm not going to go so far as to say that. But uh, I don't, I do, I feel you. And I think that goes into what I said about the next two kisses. Um, I gave kiss number two a six, a six. Mm-hmm. Um, because like we talk about what you say before, colors everything. And I hated the shut up and kiss me because that never works unless mm-hmm. it's like a comedy. Sure. Um but there's something inauthentic about their kissing and I feel like it's on her end because I think she's trying to do passionate kissing. So it looks like she's eating him. Yeah. I, okay. I decided she moves her head too much. Like her whole head. Yeah. Like it was like back in like almost like she was like dancing while doing, you know, like it's it was very weird and I I also gave it a six. 
And like, I, I was like, they're going for it, but it feels like it's again, too active. Like mm-hmm. it's I'm like, you're in a public place. This isn't like, you're not allowed to take each other's clothes, clothes off right here, right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame Victoria <laughs> Justice for kissing him with gusto because this didn't feel like gusto. This felt more like a teenager who has watched porn. Well, I think that sums it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's where I was. So I was a little, I was just a little like, well, that's not yeah. what I wanted. Yeah, I think that's a really good way of putting it. <laughs> teenager who watched porn. So, so Hannah, yes, would you watch this movie? All right. So, given Netflix's track record with their, we're gonna make our own Hallmark esque movies. I went into this movie being like, this is going to be an utter disaster, and I found it shockingly more enjoyable than anticipated. I land on if you want to. It doesn't have to be watched. But I do think it's better than falling in love. And if you're going to pick a South Pacific American Netflix (laughs) rom-com and the fact that that's a thing that I just said, this one's better. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love you. How about you, Katie? <laughs> I I'm sort of right there with you. I was very surprised on how cute it was, especially the last half. Um, mm-hmm. I felt like the first half was a little bit too slapsticky in a way that was I mean, it, it was very it was over in, the top, incredibly formulaic. Like yeah. it was. I mean, the whole thing was, but like the beginning especially was like, oh yeah, this is a cookie cutter of every other movie, but. This, my my thing about it is, and I'm feeling really sad about this because I have a niece of a certain age and and Victoria Justice was something she watched, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I loved, I like, I keep waiting for her to be on Mass Singer because I guess mm-hmm. her all the time. Like, I, 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 li- I really liked her on that show. I thought she was really, really, really good. But I feel like she is too, she was very television in this movie and I think that's where all the problems lie because she just spoke a little bit too loud she was just a little bit too animated her kissing Mm -hmm. was just a little bit too aggressive and I think that those are all marks of TV she was too extra but Adam Demas was phenomenal I think this is my favorite thing I've ever seen him in (laughs) because he was like understated and sexy and I was a puddle so (laughs) he's not my type but after this movie I was like Okay. <laughs> so I'd watch for Fair. him and Fair. Yeah, that's it. All right. Well that's 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 our that's our take, guys. <laughs> Hot take. Hot uh, takes. I will say that the people on the uh the townsfolk in falling in love were much more entertaining yes. than I liked the people who worked on the farm for sure, but I just miss me those gay baristas. So <laughs> Fair. Yes, I think that's the, the the people on the farm weren't really comic relief in the same way. So yeah, 
Well, thanks, everybody. Make sure you tune in next time for our Candace Cameron Bray goodbye and good riddance Christmas in July. Uh, we'll do a couple of those. Um, make sure that you're following us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. One kiss means forever where we live tweet the premieres and say hi. And I, there's a, there's a Christmas premiere as well. So it's very, very exciting. And if you want to email us for any reason, you know, talk about all the Joey's that you've seen in Australia, whatever, (laughs) you can email us at one kiss means forever. And that's all spelled out. Oh, at gmail.com. Sorry. And that's all spelled out like it is on our logo. And as always, thanks to Flint Pastures for our intro outro music. His stuff is on Apple music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And we will see you next time for for Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas. It's Christmas. (laughs) Sorry. Obligatory. It's Christmas. All right. Bye.